This is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm excited today to reveal my portfolio. So I've been wanting to do this episode for months. And to be honest, I've been quite scared to do it because it's quite a personal video that I'm going to show today. It's all about my portfolio, my investing portfolio, which I've invested in for over 20 years. So I'm excited to bring this to you today. A lot of people asked me about this and I thought I'd finally reveal my portfolio. So stay right to the end because I'm going to reveal what I'm investing in, what's done well, what's done badly, and what I'm going to be investing in in the future. So I'm super excited to bring this to you. So a trigger warning, first of all. So we're going to be talking about money. Money is one of the biggest causes of stress and worry today. We're going to talk about money's quite a taboo subject still. People don't like talking about money related to people prefer talking about death and sex and uh, religion rather than they like talking about money. So I'm going to be talking about my own personal portfolio. I want to make this quite an honest, an honest video. I built my, I'm the founder of Money Tips, which we believe in better investing. And it's based on the foundations of honesty, respect and value. So I want to reveal my portfolio, but it's, I don't, don't take this. It's not, I'm I'm not trying to flex. I'm not trying to show off. I'm not trying to kind of brag about my portfolio. This is what I do as a career. This is what I do as a job. This is what I do as a hobby for many years. So it's, yeah, it's, it's what I, essentially what I'm good at. I've been, I'm terrible at a lot of other things, but investing comes almost naturally to me. I, I'm, I love geography. I was good at geography at school. I studied geography at university. And investing is just geography. It's just a study of people and places around the world. So I, I, I love investing. And some of my, my portfolio have done really well. Others have done really badly. And this is what we're going to reveal in this episode. So stay right to the end. And also, I'm not a self-made man. I'm not a self... So I, I know I have 100% of respect of people who built their portfolios from the ground up. I've been lucky enough to have had money gifted to me. My grand died and she sold her flat, a tenement flat in Glasgow, and I received some of that money. And that's helped me build or buy some of, some of the property I've bought with me today. I've also been gifted some money from my parents, which I am privileged to be in a position of to be to have that privilege. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe that's um, I mean, I don't. My parents, we're not from a kind of a rich background, but I am lucky enough to have that gifted to me. So, just have that awareness of you. I've also had a career ten years where I've invested every every month into a portfolio, pension, property, and shares. So this is what we're going to reveal with you today. So I'm super excited to to reveal this. So why should I reveal this? Why am I revealing this to you today? So as I said, I'm. I, I want to be have a business that's built on honesty, respect, and value. So I think this is going to be a bit, video that's going to have a lot of value for you as you're watching this. I also yeah respect the fact that this is what I do as a career, and I want to have it to be an honest um, kind of reveal, uh, an honest conversation about money. It, as I said, it's a, it's a big kind of taboo subject. So I'm kind of trying to break these taboos. And it's, it's kind of like expertise. So I help people with their money every day. And I kind of want to reveal this portfolio because why should you listen to me if I don't have kind of experience or kind of knowledge in this in the past? So this is kind of, I want to kind of reveal this to you to actually show you I actually do have knowledge. 
I built this portfolio over 20 years. There's a lot of temptation when you're investing to, especially in the early days when you built up savings and investing to sell and buy a shiny new object, buy a new car, buy a do, do an extension. And investing half the battle is just having that patience and stopping you from investing in the kind of the shiny object to have that to, to not have that instant gratification, have that long-term view and actually think I'm building up for the long-term and then your portfolio, your investing starts building up over time. It's like a snowball that I've talked about in other videos. It starts off really small and you push that snowball and it builds up, builds up over time. That's compound interest. And then your interest gets built up on your interest. And when you get past a hundred thousand level, it's amazing how much your interest gets built up over time especially in the good times when I've gone through good times of, of boom times and I've gone through bad times. In the good times, your, your portfolio grows kind of, wow, I'm kind of look at my portfolio sometimes and it grows massively, especially in kind of high risk areas like cryptocurrency where some of my portfolio grew massively, especially over a few months. I'm going to go through that today. So stay right to the end. I'm going to reveal, we're going to reveal everything about my portfolio Please like if this is going to bring value to you. Please like in um, in YouTube or in the podcast, and please subscribe. Please subscribe to my channel if you find these videos helpful. If you want more money in your pocket, more time in your day, and more happiness in your life, please subscribe to my channel. Please subscribe to, to my podcast. Please, if you're listening to this on TikTok, I'm recording this live on TikTok. Money tips on TikTok. Please follow me on Money Tips on TikTok. I release short, snappy videos that can help you make better decisions with your money so please like please subscribe and please tell a friend about this channel my name is neil doig i'm the founder of money tips and we educate empower and money coach you to get more money into your pocket so let's get into this so yeah and also why am i doing this because of i want to be authentic with you as well so i want to have an authentic um yeah i want to do what i say so the, I, I have one-to-one -one clients and I, also, I, I give them guidance on where they should be investing their money and I want to be doing what I say. So essentially I'm revealing this to you today because yeah, I want to be honest and about what I, what I do as a career and what I do in my personal investing as well. So let's get right into this. So yeah, as, as I said, this before we move on, yeah, it's a, it's a specialist skill as well. So I want to reveal this to you because if you were if, if, if you were getting your car repaired, you, you would want to go to a, a car mechanic who knew what they were talking about. If you were going to a plumber, you'd want to know if you if you're getting your um, if your heating repaired, you would want to have someone who's knew what they were talking about. If you wanted to get your, your lights fixed, you'd want to go to an electrician who um, who could fix electricity. You don't want to get electrocuted yourself. And that's similar to me with a, a money coach. I want to essentially want to show you this reveal this to you to show you that I actually do know what I'm talking about and yeah let's so yeah that's essentially um yeah why I why I do this so I so let's go essentially I got made redundant as I used to be work as a trader I used to work trade millions of pounds by millions of pounds worth of gas each day and then I got made redundant and that gave me an opportunity to say what do I want to do with myself so I looked at my strengths and I was quite good at investing I kind of enjoyed doing it i might i had i loved researching shares i loved looking at different countries and funds and different areas to invest in so i became a financial advisor got my qualifications and 
got did some practical exams, had a portfolio of clients, but then I didn't come, have, feel comfortable charging high fees for, as a financial advisor, you charge crazy fees. So then I decided to start my own company called Money Tips, and we're different. So we educate, empower, and guide you and to make the, help you make your own decision with money. And because you make your own decision with money, you're going to save thousands of pounds in fees over your, over your lifetime. And we're independent and we're impartial. So we have access to all the investing platforms that we, we don't, um, that and we don't um, essentially push a platform on you as a, as a financial advisor. I could only give a platform that I, the, for the company that I worked for. But as money tips, we're impartial, we're independent, and we pick the platform that's right for you or help you pick, you choose a platform for yourself. So yeah, let's get through it. So essentially, I'm going to reveal my portfolio and what I've done well, what I've done, what I've done badly, and what I'm going to look to in the future. So first of all, my the most value in my portfolio is my pension. And the pension is probably really super boring. And as a financial advisor, I used to talk to people about their pensions. Even today, as a money coach, I talk to people about their pensions, and it's super boring. And people kind of you know, don't understand the complexities of pensions. And but yeah, so I I got um, a quote for how much my pension has grown, and it's two hundred ninety-seven thousand pounds. Which when I got this, I got made redundant, and I had a look at my what my pension was worth. I was kind of amazed of how much was that's grown to because I haven't done anything clever with my pension. I, I haven't, I just went in the bog standard uh, platform that people invest in. You get a kind of a template of your platform as a, as a pension, as a, in your pension. I didn't really mo move it about. I haven't done anything clever with it. So it's the most, um, it's the, in terms of the value, it's the highest value of all my other assets. So my pension is 297 pounds. I've done nothing elaborate to it. But what's the secret of the pension is the great tax incentives. So what I when I first started my job, they were saying, yeah, put money, put as much money into your pension as possible. And I took that, took that guidance and advice. And I kind of plowed loads of money into my pension. And I was a high, higher tax rate, uh, higher tax um, rate taxpayer, higher. Um, so I paid 40% tax. And you get that back is as a as a high um, high rate taxpayer. And I used to get checks from HMRC. So I used to get checks in the post sent back to me by the tax officer for my tax rebate. I be didn't believe this at the time. I was like, wow, the tax um, office are sending me checks of money and I reinvested that money. This is the, the benefit of pensions and it's what I want to kind of get across to other people because pensions are always seen as really boring and not that sexy so yeah so 297,000 pounds in my pension the downside of the pension I can't take that out until I'm um, in my late 50s it's at the moment it's 55 but when I retire it's going to be 57 and I'm probably not going to take any of that money out until I'm 60 or 60 you know uh, because I'm going to let that accumulate over time so that's my pension so the, um, the next amount of money in what I've invested in is, so my investments. So I've, I've made two, I've got 207,000 pounds in investments and that sounds a lot of money and that's built up over time. And I started off investing when I was 18. I bought into the dot-com boom and I've invested every, every month, uh, basically most months until, um, 
every month consistently. And it's just built up over time. That's based. So that's, I've kind of split my money into loads of different investments. And I, the most important thing you can do with your investing is your asset allocation. And I basically have created a card game, which teaches you how to invest your money. It's called football formation, asset allocation. And basically it's a system I use to invest my money. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about all the different kind of investments that I've got at the moment. If you want to know, I could maybe do another video on this. If this you find this useful, I can break this down and tell you what's good, what's bad, what would be good in the future to invest in. So let me know what you think in the comments. But essentially, you want to be thinking of your investing portfolio like a team, a team of assets that are going to work for you. And there's you want a defense, a midfield, and an attack. And you're going to have essentially there's different assets classes that work differently. So for instance, there's defensive asset classes and there's kind of more high risk um, asset classes. So like these are your, your, like your strikers. And then you've got your kind of medium risk portfolios, the ones that move up and down. And essentially, they, you want to have an investing team and together that team is going to be better than the individual parts. And think of it like a system. So we, I talk about this in other videos. I go have a look at my football formation asset allocation video where I go into much more detail about that. That's my pension. That's my investments. So I have property as well. So I have a love-hate relationship with property. So I was really late onto the property kind of bandwagon. I thought the property market was going to crash in the 2008 crash, and it did, but it didn't crash as much as I thought it would do. There was a number of government schemes like the help to buy scheme, interest rates were kept low. There was a number of quantitative easing, which kind of propped up the property ladder. And I haven't maybe done as well as I could have done. And yeah, I got gazumped on a number of properties. I was bought, was had a offer accepted a property in Tooting. This was when Tooting's an area in kind of South um, East London. And it was kind of a quite, um, not necessarily a deprived area, but it wasn't necessarily that, kind of a, that wealthy area and now it's kind of been gentrified and it's really kind of a really nice restaurants really nice coffee shops really nice kind of bars and it's really got links to the city and yeah it's now looking like it's a really great area to live so I've probably lost hundreds of thousands of pounds on that deal that because it didn't go through I also got gazumped on a property in Croydon and that's kind of a massive growth area as well so I have a love-hate relationship with property although it's such a good vehicle I'm a millennial. This is millennial money mindset. Millennials have kind of been screwed over with the property um, property market. As I said, with uh, kind of government schemes that have released, it kind of propped up the property market and has, hasn't allowed access to a lot of millennials. As I said, I've been super privileged because I'm lucky enough to have um, money gifted to me, which has helped me get on the property ladder. So, yeah, super lucky on that that front but um yeah a lot of millennials have been locked out of the property market so i've got two properties i've got one in bristol a buy to let property and it's in an area called um bedminster which is a super kind of uh trendy area really kind of um lots of bars lots of restaurants and from the lessons i learned from the, the getting gazumped from tooting i kind of learned past these lessons onto the 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 area in bedminster and you could, I could kind of see this area of Bedminster getting, it probably wasn't that, um, not that nice when I bought it, but now it's kind of been gentrified. There is lots of kind of, um, kind of trendy people who live there now. 
it's nearly near a place called the tobacco factory which is kind of like an artsy uh, bar kind of like club where they have lots of kind of like really craft beer they sell craft beer and it's really kind of um yeah quite a cool area now and there's a, there's a street art festival called Upfest, which is the largest europe's largest street art festival and actually on the wall of my property i share this property with my partner my my partner and i bought this together um but yeah there's a really cool area street art and we have a, a mural we get a really cool street art uh, artist that painted that wall looks really cool looks really like um yeah and it's kind of gone up in value massively it was originally a pet shop and um we kind of um tr transformed it into a residential area residential property we turned it from um it only had electric electrics and we put a gas um gas boiler in and did did a lot of work and kind of repainted it and did a lot of kind of sweat actually kind of did it up ourselves and rent it out i don't have a mortgage on that now essentially i just rent it out and that's money coming into my pocket every month which is pretty pretty great um and this is the benefit of property and the second property i have is where we are at the moment this is my oxford house and as i also own this with my my partner so we got a mortgage together and we are doing this up at the moment. We painted it. I've still got some dodgy paintwork there. Actually, I did that myself, which isn't, <laughs> isn't the best painting, but we did it up. And we're looking to do a roof extension, potentially do um, a front extension as well. And this is the benefit of property. You can actually buy something and do it up. And yeah, so super lucky to buy this with my partner because it makes everything much easier. She's really super organized and getting kind of this getting pr properties a nightmare to buy it with lots of legal solicitors etc and yeah having someone uh, buy it together makes makes it much easier that's the two properties properties that i own and yeah so we've got gone through my pension my investments the, my property i've got i sold my bonds actually so bonds is where you're lending money to governments like premium bonds or you can lend money to companies i sold these about six months ago there's and actually um to fund my business i have a business of money tips and the bond markets crashed massively massively so i timed that quite well i didn't necessarily plan that to be timed but with interest rates rising when interest rates rise bonds drop so i sold quite a good time and that's meant i've been able to fuel my business so business my i have a business called money tips and um, on my website called moneytips.org so I also have insurance. I don't really cl class that as my investment portfolio, but I do have insurance if anything happens to me. If I get ill, um, any kind of thing like cancer or anything like that, I get um, some money paid out to me that's going to help me, um, yeah, to cover me for those times. If anything happens to me, if I die, then I also get um, my loved ones get some money to kind of cover my mortgage and cover um, that I'm not going to get. I'm not going to pay um, with my income. So that kind of covers for my, ch I've got two, two children that covers me, covers them um, for my lot. If I die, then that my, I won't be getting that income. So that's insurance. I also have cryptocurrency. So I had, I bought quite early, relatively early into crypto. I bought Bitcoin in 2016, it rose massively. Um, it went kind of crazy and I sold around 2017 before it crashed. Bitcoin kind of crashed massively and then it's kind of risen again and kind of come down again. But I sold 
Bitcoin because it was too hot. It was, there's a really great quote from Warren Buffett. He says, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy, greedy when others are fearful. And there was a massively greedy market. People thought Bitcoin to the moon, cryptocurrency to the moon. And I sold my cryptocurrency and that paid for um, my expenses for a year, which meant that I didn't necessarily have to, to work and or I could focus on my business and focus on my book. I wrote a book called Millennial Money Mindset and that covered my, my expenses. So that's my cryptocurrency. I now have Ethereum. I've got about four or five different cryptocurrencies. Ethereum I've got, um, I can't remember all of them actually. I've got a number of ones that are more focusing on payments that are not Bitcoin. Um, I, if you're interested, in, I could do a whole video on Bitcoin or a whole video on um, cryptocurrency. If, you, if that's interested, if you find it interesting, then just give me a comment. I'm happy to reveal my the individual cryptocurrencies that I own. But mainly Ethereum is, I, I, I like Ethereum. These are kind of smart contracts. If you look at NFTs, a lot of these are based on Ethereum. And I, I see this gonna, Ethereum going to be quite, um, quite good in the future. I've got another one. I don't think it's Solana, but it's similar to Solana, which is basically, I think it's, they, and they've partnered with Visa. I can't remember the name of the cryptocurrency actually offhand, but um, it's, it's basically they're trying to be the next payment. It's, rather than Bitcoin, Bitcoin is more suited to be um, a store of value rather than being a payment. To, to buy and sell using Bitcoin, it's, it's too clunky. It's too big to buy and sell um, Bitcoin. It takes too much energy to, to buy and sell Bitcoin. So I think there's going to be a new new cryptocurrency which is going to be used for for the, the payment system so you rather than buying and selling using pound dollar euro i think in the future you're going to be using a certain cryptocurrency and that's what i i, I own so i only have about so it used to be at the height of the height of the cryptocurrency market it was around my portfolio was um about fifteen thousand. it's now dropped massively and i i looked at it yesterday and it was 3,954 in cryptocurrency. So it's dropped massively, but I'm, I'm a long-term holder in cryptocurrency. I'm not going to be selling anytime soon. Happy to hold and seeing what that's going to do. That's my portfolio. And I have cash. So one of my problems actually is cash flow. As a business owner is having enough cash to pay for um, materials. Like I have to pay for like, this box, tin box, a box or I have to pay for my um, website I have to pay for some system I have systems like um, um, a number of systems that automate a lot of my processes I have to pay for my own ex expenses I have to pay for nursery fees so I have a 10 month old daughter she goes to nursery and nurseries are really expensive so cash flow is a big struggle I'm having with I had a big bit of a cash flow problem this this month where I didn't have enough cash coming in for my business and I had to kind of work out how to, so I had to sell a certain number of um, assets. So essentially asset rich, cash poor. So this was a problem I had to solve um, the last few months. So yeah, that was quite a stressful um, situation for me and trying to cover, um, cover this, uh, my cat, my expenses. So that is, I have about 5,000 pounds in cash. So usually I say have about six, if you're a business owner, have six months to a year of emergency fund to cover you for any emergency. So times are tough at the moment. My money tips isn't doing as kind of well as it, um, as kind of I predicted. So my cash flow is reduced massively. 
So these are kind of stressful times as a business owner. I don't have any, um, haven't gone out and sold any equity. I haven't sold any, um, yeah, haven't got any loans of a business. So at the moment, I'm, it's purely on cash flow, generating income coming in and kind of my expenses going out. So this is kind of your, your you have to, as a business only have to work out your kind of cash flow. And that's a kind of um, a problem that I look at. So I've got about £5,000 in cash at the moment, which is pretty low. And it's kind of a stressful time as a business owner. And these are one of the kind of the problems you have to reveal. You have to, you have to kind of solve. So, yeah, just to summarise, we've gone through pensions, gone through investments, property. We've gone through cryptocurrencies, gone through cash and insurance as well. So other assets that I have, so I have money tips is, a, is an asset. So an asset is something that puts money into your pocket, whereas a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. So moneytips.org is an asset. It's gonna, hopefully in, in the future, it's going to, either I'm going to sell that as a business. I can sell that as a business. So um, Martin, Martin Lewis and he's moneyexpert.com, um, expert he's, he sold his company for £85 million pounds. Um, so I'm looking to create, build a business that I'm going to sell and over, over the long term. So money tips, so pl my plan is to build, to sell that asset. I also have trademark. So I own the trademark money tips. I own millennial money mindset trademark, which is um, a book, a podcast, a YouTube channel. So millennial money mindset. I have a number of other trademarks. So I have books as well. So these are assets. So I have all these books that I've published so I have 10 books now so if you're looking at any of these books that look interesting I sell these books and they tick along now every day books get sold and this is money coming into my pocket I also have my own book millennial money mindset so I own the the the, um, the copyright I own the, I own the copyrights all these um, so I have Leonardo da Vinci that's a book that Leonardo da Vinci wrote I published that book I've got the John Stewart collection john stewart is a, a writer in the 1870s there's a book there on liberty utilitarianism and socialism i've got stoicism i've got that's a book made of up made up of marcus aurelius it's made of epictetus and seneca i've got my own book millennial money mindset written by myself i've got a trading planner if you trade then i've created this trade trading planner which you can essentially planning your trade and planning it's got um, 10 uh, tips on how to trade. You write down all your, your trades when you buy and sell. So it takes the emotion out of your investments. And I've got reminiscence of a stock operator, science of getting rich. I've got a password, cryptocurrency storage book. And these are assets uh, that hopefully long-term are gonna build up over time. My plan is to build 52 of these books and they're gonna be there churning away. Pretty passive, I don't actually, uh, apart from these kind of videos, they just sit there and churn, churn money, money coming in. So I've got online courses. I've got three online courses that you can go on. So I've got Saver to Investor. I've got automating your investing, automate your finances. And I've also got building a business in 30 days. So I've got um, those three courses. Uh, people go on there, go on, pay for those courses. And that's money coming in. That's another asset that I've created. I've also got an NFT, so non-fungible token which is essentially on a blockchain based on Ethereum. So I've got the world's first trading investing card game, uh, investing trading card game. It's the world's first 
card game. That's an, on an NFT. That's a little asset that's built there. And I've also got a, a learning experience, the, the card game. So, so to 